Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe, Episode 17. When we step out into the world without a directed, founded intention, then we step into the chaos and we become part of the chaos. It's time to reverse the imbalances in your life as you take the first step on your own journey towards personal change. Welcome to Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe, educating, empowering, and inspiring individuals to live healthier. Now here are your hosts and your guides to natural living, Jamal and Kim. Hi, Kim and Jamal here, and welcome to another episode of Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe podcast. Today, we have another great interview for you. Today, we are joined by Wayne Chandler. Wayne, are you there? I'm here. Well, before we begin, I want to say thank you for joining us today, and uh, we look forward to sharing some great and powerful information with our community. Yeah, definitely. Greetings, Wayne. Uh, greetings. Good. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for, for joining us. It's definitely um, an honor to uh, to have you on the show. Definitely. So um, for those of you out there who may not be familiar with Wayne, I just want to share a little bit about him. Wayne Bean Chandler is an author, inspirational speaker, practitioner, and healer author of Ancient Future, The Teachings and Prophetic Wisdom of the Seven Hermetic Laws of Ancient Egypt, and The Brighter Side of Darkness, A Light Warrior's Guide to Inner Alchemy and Spiritual Transformation. Chandler is an anthrophotojournalist specializing in ancient African and Asian civilization, philosophy, and culture. As a motivational speaker and workshop facilitator, he has lectured throughout Europe, East Africa, the Caribbean, Canada, and the United States. In 1981, Chandler began his study of Iyengar Yoga under the instruction of John Shoemaker, where he achieved strong standing in the advanced levels of that system. Chandler is also certified in the powerful healing techniques of beams, bioelectric energy management systems, pranic healing, and medical qigong under the tutelage of Master Stephen Coe and Sybil Baker, and spiritual sexual alchemy, core energetics, and brainwave therapy as instructed by Montak Chia and Miss Minka DeVos. He is also certified in Tuya Na of the Pillars of Traditional Chinese Medical Science and Dao Yin Yoga as taught by Montak Chia. As an expert in the field of bioenergetic therapy, Chandler has trained other healers from various modalities in how to heal degenerative conditions without using their own bioenergetic life force. He has conducted these workshops in Jamaica, Florida, Costa Rica, Maui, and Fiji. Mr. Chandler is a, ma- is a martial artist with over 25 years of experience. He is trained in the system of long fist and has also extensive, extensively trained in the African-based martial art of Capoeira, in which he has been an instructor in both Washington, D.C. and Cleveland, Ohio, for a total of 13 years. Chandler has also studied under the noted martial arts expert Kalindi in martial, martial strategy application, and energetic displacement. He is currently studying the internal martial arts systems of Pa Kwa. That certainly is a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. It, this is going to be a great show uh, because one of the things that uh, we, we try to educate our listeners as well as our, as well as our clients, we, we have a, um, a holistic center 
here in uh, New Jersey and and just letting them know that, you know, when when you have a physical a physical um, imbalance within your body, there was so much that took place before you got to that point, you know, unseen things, things on the energetic, emotional and spiritual level. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just energetically and understanding energy, uh, that's so new because it's not really discussed in uh, mainstream health and wellness. So that is a lot to swallow for a lot of people. So this show is definitely going to push you a bit. And I think that it'll it'll be great. And uh, this is going to be really good to talk to someone with, uh, you know, your level of, of mastery. And I will say this, Wayne, we actually met um, quite, it was a very long time ago. It had to be about uh, 10 years ago. And um, I was taking a, um, a comedic yoga instructional uh, training course with uh, Yasir out in, um, in Brooklyn. And uh, he brought you on uh, to, to speak for, for one of his classes. And I'll never forget it. You were, uh, showing us some, some slides and, uh, uh, this one picture that you showed us, there was some type of, um, energetic, uh, shift or rift or something like that. I don't know if you remember this Wayne, but there was some type of energetic shift or rift. And this woman dropped her spoon and somehow it just kind of, the shift caused it to kind of land like inside of the, the pot, like it merged with the, the pot itself. Like, so it was in between the, the pot. It was like something out of, out of the, the, uh, the matrix where the metals just kind of combined when, uh, when, when she dropped it. And, uh, that was, you know, really my, my first time in real time. Cause you hear about these type of things, actually seeing, um, something, you know, to that to that degree. Do you do you remember that at all, Wayne, when you came came to Brooklyn for that and showed um, us those slides? I don't remember. I I, I remember that. I'm, I remember that slide. Yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah. I I just I just uh, showed that slide when I was up in Toronto uh, last weekend. Mm. And I hadn't I hadn't um, I hadn't shown that slide in in quite some time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, that that was powerful. Um that that, that was powerful and, and incredible uh to see. And uh I, I, I would actually like you to um if if you will just kind of ex- explain that maybe later in the show. But um but yeah, and and then just your 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 books having a chance to uh to read The Ancient Future mm-hmm. for all of those who didn't read it. Um, you know, there's a lot of books out there and, uh, you know, a lot of times we read books, we get insight, they're enjoyable. And then there's certain books that when you read them, there's a, there's an instant shift that, that happens within you. You're, you're automatically a different person and you see the world differently and you move differently. And that, that's definitely the type of, uh, impact that, uh, that book had on me. So, uh, I, I really look forward to, uh, to, to this conversation today. Ah, oh, respect as do I. So, so for a lot of people that don't know uh, who Wayne is, um, can you share with us like your your personal journey, your personal journey to this level of of mastery, and um, what what led you to um, have the knowledge to to become an author, as well as all of the many people that you've helped and trained throughout the world uh, with the things that you do? Who is Wayne Chandler? Yeah, I, I think that um, a, a lot of our 
personal journeys, you know, definitely begin before this particular round, you know, um, or incarnation. Um, I believe it's it's pretty much a continuation of things that we've started and 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 begun, you know, in in other lifetimes. Yes. Um, and you know, my uh, particular uh, portion of that journey, as I picked it up, um, I've always been engaged in in wanting to connect with with that which was biospheric, that which was the real um, fabric, you know, uh, texture of our reality, you know. So when I was very, very young, you know, I was very locked into nature. You know, I spent most of my, uh, you know, childhood, you know, like in woods, swamps, you know, fields, mm. chasing after insects, animals, you know, <laughs> catching turtles, frogs, you know, <laughs> um, you know, that, that was, that was my reality. And, um, I was totally and completely absorbed, you know, in, into that. Uh, it wasn't until like my early teens, you know, that I really began, you know, to look at, you know, like just different uh, avenues to pursue with respect to um, integrating and and aligning myself with other human beings. Mm. You know, so I got I got a pretty good sense of the natural world and just how that design impacts us you know, on, on, on many different levels, you know, before I really stepped into the distractions of humanity, mm. you know, so, um, upon, uh, making, making that move, you know, I've always, I've always known there was something larger, greater, you know, more absolute than myself out there. And I've always had, like a sixth sense, you know, about that. So upon, you know, growing up, you know, I got teased, you know, by my, by my close friends because, you know, I, I just, everybody was going to church. I wasn't, mm. you know, I, I, I mean, I would be sent out to go to church, but I would never arrive. You know, wow. I would go and, and sit at the corner deli or somewhere until church was over. Then I'd, you know, make it, make my way back home. Um, and the reason was because I, I just wasn't feeling anything that, you know, this individual in the pulpit was saying, mm -hmm. I just wasn't feeling it. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it just, it, it wasn't ringing true. And, um, it was, it was really somewhat, uh, agitating to me to try to sit and listen, you know, to what was being said. So because of that, you know, my friends, you know, referred to me as an atheist, you know, but wow. it wasn't that I was an atheist. I just knew that there was something much more substantial, you know, out there in, in the world. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what I wanted to lock into. That's what I wanted to pursue. That's what I wanted to integrate, you know, my own personal being with. And so that really started a... Uh, a search, you know, an inner and outer, you know, um, journey for me, you know, which of course began with the outer, you know, like really trying to pursue different types, levels and directions regarding information, you know, which will, 
which would give me a different level of clarity and, 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 and you know, understanding, you know, to what all of this was really about. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, probably in um, the 70s, the early 70s, I think I began practicing yoga, you know, like around 1970. And so around 1970, that understanding began to transform into an understanding when I began to actually practice what it was that I had been learning, that I had been reading, that I had the in- information, the knowledge that I had been acquiring, you know, on an intellectual on an intellectual level. So um, that began to like create authentic uh, shifts, you know, in the nature of my being, the nature of my consciousness as I began to like study and practice yoga, um, pranayama. And, you know, back then, you know, we followed, you know, the authentic uh, eightfold path, Mm. you know, so it wasn't, yoga was not just a system of exercise. I mean, it was a true endeavor into, um, you know, a journey that was, that was transformative, Mm -hmm. you know, that was transcendental, you know, that, out that was alchemical in 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 the nature of of uh its overall design and construct mm-hmm. you know so um probably about uh in the early seventies I actually began teaching uh yoga at through the uh interdisciplinary science department at one of the universities there in d c Wow. And, and, um, you know, had a, had a great class, uh, you know, back then yoga was not a big business, you know? So, I mean, you could like really be well-trained, um, and could just step in and, and, you know, having the notoriety of being well-trained and, and being serious about your science, about your craft, you know, you were embraced, you know, by, by the overall community. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, getting through those doors and into those positions, you know, was a lot easier than it is today. Mm-hmm. Today, it, it's very, you know, socio-political and economic. Yeah. You know? So, you know, you have to go through the Yoga Alliance to even, you know, step out there and begin to teach, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yoga. Um but then, back then, uh, the veil was a lot thinner. You know, we had access to the masters, uh, easy access. You know, I used to sit, you know, and chat it up with Swami Sachinananda, you know, like on, on a few occasions when he would come into town in mm. D.C., mm-hmm. you know, and um, just sit, you know, break bread and, uh, you know, have some serious discussion. You yeah. Know? But you can't you can't really do that these days, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's just a different game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, so yeah, you know, I mean, I began to pursue that. I used, I used to go down into the Caribbean, uh, and isolate myself, you know, um, up in the hills, take my tent and, uh, you know, pursue my, my, uh, my journey, you mm-hmm. know, for, uh, what I felt at that time, you know, was, uh, you know,
know, uh, uh, a transcendental method and means and, and mode of how one needs to operate, you know, in this particular three-dimensional reality mm-hmm. to really gain control and mastery over it. So, you know, I've really put a lot of time, you know, in, into doing that. And um, it served me well. But a lot of the things that I was trying to achieve you know, when I would like isolate myself like that, you know, I discovered that the changes, you know, were not as uh, expedient as I really thought or felt they should be. Mm-hmm. And um, I began to feel that, you know, something was missing mm-hmm. and I didn't know what that something was, you know. So eventually, uh, you know, I, I began uh, my journey at that time. I was I was very much into herbology. Um, I was, I was DC's, uh, prime er, uh, herbalist as well as, as, uh, nutritional, um, counselor dealing with diet and such, Mm -hmm. you know, and I blended the two, you know, an understanding, you know, or understanding of, of, uh, herbology and, and, and that of, uh, dietetics, you know, and nutrition, um, did a lot with respect to uh, conferences and and teaching classes and courses, you know, uh, on that in the D.C. area. Um, Did that for several years and eventually, uh, in terms of my own practice, I I just began to look for a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, Being into the martial arts, being into yoga, um, I just really felt that there was something uh, that was a little bit more um, profound in terms of, of uh, its alchemical um, essence that was awaiting me that I wasn't tapping into. And that led me into uh, eventually into Qigong. And Qigong provided me a lot of the um, missing pieces that yoga was not putting and bringing to the table. Mm. Um, I began to find that uh, Qigong really moved me uh, very uh, expeditiously into areas that had taken, you know, a very, very long time in terms of energetic cultivation, you know, through the yoga uh, disciplines. And through Qigong, you know, I arrived, you know, like almost immediately with consistent and dedicated work. Wow. And so the same level of dedication that I had put into yoga, um, when I took that level of dedication and put it into my Qigong practice, it took me like a third of the time, you know, to achieve and acquire, you know, these energetic attributes, you know, that were very elusive to me through the yoga practices. So at that point, I pretty much, you know, moved away, you know, from yoga and just focused on, on, on developing, uh, you know, my Qigong experience and journey. Mm. Okay. And, and for those who um, <clears throat> never heard of Qigong before, and this is a new concept, can you explain uh, what Qigong is? Yeah, Qigong is is basically it, it's a uh, a multi-dimensional um, system of energy that uh, deals with the breath. Um, 
it it takes in essence an inferior you know or standard or normal human being and shifts them into a superior human being dealing with superior or superb you know physical health a deeper more profound uh clarity of mind uh more a more disciplined will and um the development cultivation and the eventual release of uh suppressed inner talents and uh transcendental abilities so basically what qigong does it 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 locks you into the true nature of who and what you are as a fourth dimensional entity mm. as opposed to the three dimensional entity that you express yourself as every single day which is not part of who or what your original design is so qigong literally connects you with your original uh template your original blueprint and allows you to utilize that in shifting alchemically and energetically uh, your realities around you. Wow. Yeah, that, that, that sounds powerful. I mean, you've just in this short amount of time, even with your personal journey, I mean, you've spoke on a lot of things about, you know, just these shifts and you're coming into certain realizations. And I know a lot of people are looking for certain shifts um, in their life. And, you know, we live in this kind of, you know, we want things done quickly type of thing. And I know nothing happens overnight, but definitely sounds like um, Gi Chong is something that's, you know, really powerful for for people to get into. Uh, one of the things that you've mentioned a couple times is, uh, you know, al- alchemy, alchemical essence and things of that nature. Can you just, for those people who are really hearing this word alchemy for the first time, can you get into that a little bit and just explain what alchemy is? <laughs> Turning lead into gold. <laughs> In, indeed, no, I mean, it's, it, it, it's 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 the very essence of of, of having a uh, a practice that is very substantial mm-hmm. and literally rewires and repatterns the essence of who and what you are as a human being and takes that into a whole nother frequency and vibrational level. Yeah. And and just being a um, just a, a master in so many different areas, when you look at the current current state of health in the United States, like what do you see? Like what what's your take on that right now? Oh, it's 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 horrendous. Yeah, you know, it's it's truly horrendous. Um, and it's it's it's. Uh, it, it's fascinating in, in the sense that um, the level of uh, degradation, um, the level, you know, of uh, just uh, degeneration, mm-hmm. you know, of of uh, body, mind, and and spirit is um, is so rampant. You yeah. know, today in in, in today's world, mm-hmm. that uh, you know, I, I, in terms of a holistic approach to health and 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 longevity, 
um, it really doesn't look uh, it doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. It, it, it's not. We're not well suited for that. But what is uh, taking place in 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 the cultural design is um, allowing individuals more so than ever, you know, to to live a life of uh, degradation, to live a life, you know, um, you know, of of you know, just uh, uh, immorality, mm-hmm. you know, and and to have, you know, a backdrop that is technological and is designed, mm-hmm. you know, which will compensate, you know, for the uh, inevitable lack that you acquire on a daily basis with mm-hmm. respect to health, with respect to longevity, with respect to vitality. You know, so like right now they have, um, you know, a very strong technological push, you mm-hmm. know, for replacing various organs in the body when they wear out, you know, based on, you know, uh, disastrous or improper modes of living. Right. Um, and and this is this is the new uh, the new push. You right. know, this is the this is the new design, you know, which is to be able to blend. There's a movement on the planet which is called the singularity movement. And the singularity movement is a movement that deals with the blending, the integration of uh organic physical material with inorganic mechanical material. Mm. And you know, this is a movement that is is gaining notoriety all over the globe. It's one of the strongest uh, global movements right now, you know, on on, on the planet. Wow. You know, that that's moving through various countries, you know, um, today. And as a matter of fact, uh, I believe it was uh, Time Magazine uh, a year and a half ago did did a. Uh, you know, a, a story, you know, on the singularity movement. And, you know, the individuals that adhere to the singularity movement say that by 2045, humanity, you know, will reach its level, its state of undeniable immortality. Mm. And this undeniable immortality that humanity will ascertain is all about the the integration of uh, organic and inorganic uh, material. Wow. That's um scary. Yes, it's scary. <laughs> it is. And yeah. and and especially when you just look at I mean you touched on quite a few things um just when you look at just how people are being mentally conditioned, you know, um we we get a lot of clients that come in. We were talking about this in one of our previous shows. They come in and they have a, a laundry list of health challenges. But when they write their intake form out, they say that they're in good health. And the reason why they say that that they're in good health is because the laundry list of medications and treatments that they're doing is keeping those things in order. It's managing them. So because their levels are fine based on the things that they're taking, they say that they're in a a good state of, of health. And now it looks like we're even shifting even further 
and and now it's just like you know so there's a level of ne- neglect when it comes to medications and things of that nature and now it seems like we're moving toward a shift of not even having to have a certain level of respect for your body because it's just like oh I can I can get another you know gallbladder or I can get another you know kidney or whatever the case may be and I was just having a conversation with someone I forget the name of the um the machine but it prints it actually prints organs like it it somehow you know it takes the DNA and you can print uh, a ear or you can print an organ and um re- reminds me of that that one movie where they would actually lease out um organs they would you would literally lease them out and you had to make payments on on um on your body parts and uh when when you talk about this uh this singularity shift it just makes me you know think on that level because we all know that it's a, it's you know corporate money that uh that that drives this thing so it's, it has to be you know money involved in it and that that is very scary very scary yeah well you know we're being uh set up you know profoundly to completely uh disconnect from uh, a natural state of being mm-hmm. and you know this is something that has been developing you know over you know a, a long period of time so the the rush the push you know to get us there in an accelerated fashion is is now more prevalent than ever you know because you know the, there are billions of dollars on the table you know um to make this happen and anything like this that that finds its its way you know into the cultural design um you know, is is going to be a global reality, mm-hmm. you know, more sooner than not. Right. You know, so a lot of the push with respect to consciousness is the removal and the disconnection of that which makes us human, mm-hmm. an organic, living human entity into one that embraces a more technological reality and state of being, Mm -hmm. you know, so it begins with, you know, how we embrace and how we lock into and how we revere the various technical apparatus that we have at our disposal. Right. The deeper we go into those things, the more connected we become to those things. And we're not taking our daily walks out in the woods. (laughs) You know, we're not disconnecting, you know, from the concrete jungles, you know, that we are so deeply a part of, mm-hmm. right. but we're not embracing any aspect or dynamic of the natural process and order of things, then that accelerates, you know, our move, you know, towards completely and totally, you know, disconnecting, you know, from all that is uh, biospheric you know, into a more technological reality and stepping further and further away from our own humanity. And the more we step away from our own humanity, the easier it's going to be for us to be controlled and and directed into areas that as a human being, we ordinarily would never find ourselves or would ever want to go. 
and and that's and that's really one of the the reasons why we do these shows is to really kind of inspire and educate people to uh, reconnect with their true selves, with with nature, with spirit, and uh, just to have a better awareness of how their body works and and what's needed to to maintain true good health, um, not you know mainstream health. So that's one of the reasons why we provide this um, this this platform, and and kind of one of the things that uh, you you've been talking about bioenergy and things of of that nature. You know, that this is new for a lot of our listeners. Um, and I, I definitely, you know, wanted to get into the whole um, conversation of of energy. Uh, can can you explain that a bit? You know, just that unseen energy and, and how does it work and, you know, how does it affect your body and your health overall? Well, you know, everything is energy, mm-hmm. everything, you know, so. Our um, misunderstanding, you know, um, or ambiguity, you know, around energy is because we've never really been taught or shown exactly the importance and and how essential um, the understanding of of energy really is in our lives. Mm -hmm. Energy is emotional. Um, it's vibratory, which means that the way we deal with energy on a, on a daily basis, uh, that we can, I, uh, relate to identify with would be through emotional exchanges. Mm-hmm. You know, anger is energy, right? You know, sadness is energy. You know, laughter is energy. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these things are energetic and they all impact, you know, the human body in in various ways and various levels. Um, You know, our our organs and our glands, you know, are are basically the guardians, you know, of our emotions. You know, like a healthy body, a balanced glandular system. You know, I mean, that leads to emotional stability. Right. Right. Emotional stability and clarity give the capacity for us as human beings, you know, to cope with any situation or stressor, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what that is, it can be financial. It can be, uh, 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 dealing with relationships, you know, um, it can be dealing with just other, you know, encounters out in the world on a daily basis that challenge you, mm-hmm. you know, but to have emotional stability, you know, is, is a profound thing. And that's really where a lot of our energetic template, the design of those templates begin, because when you're emotionally imbalanced, that indicates that the organs in your body are also imbalanced because every organ in your body corresponds to an emotional field. Right. So liver corresponds to anger. Kidneys correspond to fear, you know, lungs correspond to depression, you know, to despair, you know, uh, pancreas, stomach, spleen, you know, correspond to worry, to anxiety. And these are the frequencies 
These are the energetic frequencies that we encounter on a daily basis, way more so than any positive, uplifting frequency that would be enlivening us. Mm -hmm. So because we are constantly in touch with these low base emotional frequencies, the energy that is created within the context of our inner being is an energy that literally disintegrates, you know, mm -hmm. uh, dismembers, um, literally misaligns, you know, our energetic frequencies in terms of how our bodies need to operate and function as a fine tuned instrument. Right. You know, so when we talk about energy in a practical sense, you know, it really begins our, our understanding and eventually understanding of the inner, inner energetic uh, design of, of, of how we are exposed and what we are exposed to in this manner begins with our emotional frequencies. It's emotional energy that we basically deal with and wrestle with are challenged by every single day of our lives. You know, so when I talk about energy, yeah, everything is energy. Mm -hmm. But to begin to really embrace that concept, to really have a true understanding of what that means is, is really dealing with uh, how you understand and eventually will understand your emotional fields mm -hmm. because your emotional fields dictate every second minute and hour of your life. A lot of individuals talk about like the pineal gland, for example, mm -hmm. and they say, well, you know, the, 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 pineal gland is damaged by salt and that's that's what stops us from achieving higher states of awareness or consciousness the pineal gland is damaged by by you know fluoride you know um and the pineal gland is damaged by you know improper dietary adherences and you know all of that is true but only to a very nominal extent right. when you measure that against how the pineal gland is damaged by emotional fields. Yes. Because around the pineal gland sits the limbic center. And the limbic center's responsibility is to absorb and decode all emotional frequencies that we encounter. Now, if you are encountering more negative, low base emotional frequencies than not, all of those vibrational frequencies, that energy is moved directly through vibrational frequency into the pineal gland. And it's the negative vibrational frequencies that we live with and by that keep the pineal gland via the limbic center shut down and inoperative, you know, 
day in and day out. Right. This is um. I'm glad that uh, you you went into to it to this degree because this seems like a very difficult uh, concept for people to to understand because what we've been taught, you know, is you know a lot of times our food or um, or genetics. That's the main one, you know. Genetics, you know, we have no control over. Uh, no control over our health, and then food and exercise has a level of control over it. But it seems like it's so hard for people to to wrap their minds around the fact that their emotional stressors and that emotional energy is really kind of the seed of all of the the imbalances and the disease that uh, that happens in the body. That's just such a, a hard thing for. Uh, for people to to swallow and and to comply with uh, with making those shifts, because like you said, you know we stay in that vibration uh, so much, especially in the, the stresses of of this society that people deal with on a on a daily basis. It's very hard for them to understand the importance of of putting in that particular work to uh, to bring balance in into their bodies. Um, so you know just. Like what? What do you think? Um, what do you think as far as the the nutritional uh, component of of things? Like, is it possible for a person to uh, bring complete balance back to their body if they just focus on um, nutrition and exercise and they don't deal with the the emotional? components of things that emotional energy behind it is it possible to bring true balance to the body if they don't address those things no yes at all um the thing about diet the thing about nutrition is that it has its place Mm -hmm. and of how it operates and functions through the physical um you know construct but because everything is is so well integrated, you know, when you look at the nature of what is termed vibrational medicine, Mm -hmm. vibrational medicine deals with the fact that everything begins in the more subtle dynamics and aspects of our being. And by the time the imbalances reach the physical they've been sitting with us for a very long period of time. Yes. So in order to shift, to rearrange and redirect this energy, you have to go into the more refined, subtle uh, frequencies, you know, of the body of which there are several bodies aligned and operating within the one physical. Mm-hmm. That's where health and healing really begin. Right. Yeah. So, because everything is energy, you have to like really stop and look at the significance of how much energy you expend through a meal. Mm-hmm. So, someone will come to me and they will say, you know, well, I eat this particular way or that particular way. And I will ask them, why do you eat? And they will say, well, I eat to get energy because energy is life. 
I will say to that individual, what is paramount is for you now to look at your diet and look at how much energy is expended in the process of mastication Mm -hmm. from mastication to digestion from digestion to absorption and assimilation and from absorption and assimilation of those nutrients into the body, the elimination of the remains, the residue of that whole process and measure that against how much energy it took to take you through all of that right? and how much energy was really in your food. Right. How much do you really think you got out of that meal mm. realistically mm-hmm. when you can just do a specific design practice that is all about extracting energy from its pure state and moving that directly into your being right to be processed undisturbed you know without having to go through the various levels you know of uh compartmentalization in order for it to be absorbed and the small fragment that may be remaining to be utilized in your being as a whole. Yeah. What, what is left after your body goes through that entire process is nothing. Right. From the food that you just ate. (laughs) And they may be in the negative. Right. (laughs) Exactly. It is more times than not. It's in the negative, and that's why, you know, we, regardless of how well we eat, we still age and go through, you know, the abnormal process of degeneration. Right. So, so the person that is, is thinking now, because I know some people are thinking, and okay, well, I understand that, but what can I eat that would allow me to unlock the or, or utilize the energy that's in the food and not expend it? Like, what, what would you say to that? It's not really about just the diet. Mm-hmm. What that individual has to recognize is that this is a holistic journey. Right. And so the diet is only... Um, a, a complement mm-hmm. to a much larger, more substantial means of existing. And that more substantial means of existing is what locks you into source consciousness, what moves you into the universal frequencies that are operating within and around you. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you doing that connects you to source that allows you to flow with divine consciousness and transcendental order. Right. These are the things, you know, that are substantial. And the diet is basically a mere complement to that holistic blueprint. 
right. that you want to be living by and following daily in your life. And that, and that just kind of stresses the importance of holistic living and looking at everything from that whole picture and, yeah. and, yeah, and taking all of those, those practices together. Because, you know, we live in this kind of fragmented, isolated society where people just kind of pick one thing. You know, I'll, I'll just exercise right now and I'll eat well or do the other things later. And uh, no, nothing works by itself the way that it's exactly. supposed to. Yeah. So, so for um, a lot of people out there, this is eye-opening. And, you know, they're just kind of like, well, you know, where do I begin? So well, what would you say would be kind of the first place that a person would begin as far as getting in tune with that energetic life force that flows through them and, and beginning that process to, to cultivate it? Like, what, what would you suggest? I would uh, I would look for a teacher. Mm-hmm. I would look for someone you know who is um, very committed and integrated into that means and way of of living. Um, I would do research. I would look uh, towards books yeah. that are holistically designed. Um, I do a retreat. I do a retreat twice a year in Jamaica. Yes. You know, it's a week long. For a week, everything is provided. It's inexpensive, you know, and, um, you know, what you get during the course of that week and by week's end, I guarantee will change your life forever. Wow. Yeah. And that's a guarantee or I give you your money back. Mm. Yeah. I was looking at, um, at the flyer. It looks like it's going to be amazing. That that's going to be in, uh, in February. Yeah. It's going to be in February. Okay. And, and what, what can a person expect like on, on a typical day, um, going to a retreat like this? You can expect to uh, become something other than what you have been expressing yourself to be mm-hmm. during the course of your years on this planet. Right. You know, the whole focus of the retreat is to connect and lock you into your fourth dimensional self. Mm-hmm. Once you get locked into your fourth dimensional self, then you learn how to create the things that you need to have for yourself in this reality. Mm -hmm. Because manifesting the reality of your design is your birthright. We have just forgotten that. You know, um, one of the things that, that, uh, you know, I, I look at, you know, uh, Einstein made a statement once and said um, that no problem can be solved at the level of consciousness in which it occurs. Right. Yeah. And what that speaks to is the need for your consistent, elevated growth 
in consciousness. Yeah. Because if you are continuously growing, developing yourself, evolving yourself, then regardless of the challenges that befall you, that are you're being confronted by in, in this three-dimensional realm, because you are greater and you vibrate at a much higher frequency than this three-dimensional realm, the more of you that you come in contact with, the easier it is for you to shift, change, and redesign the challenges that you are confronted with on a daily basis in this three-dimensional construct. And, you know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm glad that you're bringing this up because we speak to so many people that, that come to our center that they're just existing. I mean, they're just in a state of being, just survival mode. They're just going through their life just to, you know, going through the motions to, to stay uh, to stay balanced and just to, to get through to that next day. And there's so many different levels of, of uh, blockage, so many different levels of blockage in their life. It could be, you know, financial, it could be health or whatever the case is. And it's like they're kind of misfocusing their energy on, on where it should be to create that, that true uh, breakthrough in their life. And uh, to, to step away from that and to go to uh, your retreat or something like your retreat is, is what people need to really go inward and, and focus on them, themselves because a lot of people, they're not focusing on, on in, internal things. They're, they have all of their attention on the external things. And uh, you would logically think that, uh, you know, you, that's the way to go, but people are, are hitting roadblocks when they're uh, when they're doing this and that's the key you know i mean people hit roadblocks we are so disconnected from nature being connected to nature is being connected to your sanity mm. not being connected to nature and following a a degenerate imbalanced cultural design is being connected to insanity Right. Doing the same thing day in and day out and not getting any type of um, accomplished satisfaction from that same thing that you do day in and day out. To do that and to expect even though you're doing the same thing day in and day out, that you are expecting a different result from that same thing that you're doing day in and day out is insane. Yeah, absolutely is. Absolutely that is the nature of insanity. Mm -hmm. Is to do the same thing day in and day out and expect a different result. Right. And that's what we do. That's how we live. And that is crazy. Yeah. Now, I know you, you're into um, energy, energy medicine. Um, with people having so many different health challenges from depression to other, you know, clinically diagnosed diseases, um, going on that journal 
that journey internally, reflecting their energy internally and focusing on themselves, what types of uh, transformations have you seen um, in people that change the direction of their focus that are that are um, imbalanced with and challenged with their health? Oh man, I mean, I I I see amazing things, you know, mm-hmm. because I work with people in all capacities, you know, of uh, of life, and a lot of the energy work that I do is remote healing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't have to leave my room, you know, to work on different individuals. Right. But I work I work on people. From suicides, I mean, in the last three months, I've had uh, three suicide cases. No, two. Two suicide cases. Um, I've I've had uh, individuals with MS. Mm. Um, individuals that are just completely and totally so far removed from their life-based program that they feel that they have gone insane and they have taken the initiative to check themselves into a facility, uh, a, a, a mental, um, you know, health facility mm-hmm. in order to rebalance and reclaim some level, you know, of, of, of their uh, mental stability and integrity. Wow. You know, because because they're working in high powered positions because they have the responsibility of having to direct and guide, you know, uh, multitudes and they can't guide themselves. Mm. You know, so I see this every day and I see how when that particular malady is corrected adjusted and balanced the sky is the limit for what it is that they can do right absolutely and i I think it's important that that you that you said that because i know it's just so many people that that are lost Mm. and they don't know what to do um they just keep hitting these uh these brick walls um not knowing where they need to to direct their energy for for the true healing so yeah, you've got to step outside the box, right? Have to step outside of the box. Yeah. And that's, that's very scary for a lot of people because of the way that things are set up. They think that, uh, you know, stepping outside of the box is going to make matters even worse. Um, no I, question. Yeah. We get that. We get that quite often. You know, people are so afraid to, to make that, that change and to change their, their energy, um, focus that, um, they end up actually not taking action. One of the things that uh, that you've that you've spoken about quite often uh, today is becoming a, a four a fourth dimensional being. Can you just kind of touch on that? Like, how do you like? What is it when you move from a third dimensional being to a fourth dimensional being? Well, being a fourth dimensional entity is is locking into your, your energetic and your spiritual technologies, mm-hmm. which we really don't have um, an awareness of. So the first step in, 
in accomplishing that, you know, of course, is moving through the breath mm. because the breath determines where energy goes. As you balance and integrate proper breathing patterns into your daily design, then that will give you proper perspective and mental clarity, which will allow you to properly and very, um, I guess you could say, uh, functionally, mm -hmm. you know, deal with your life-based challenges, you know, that are, are coming at you, you know, uh, like a blizzard. Mm -hmm. um, you now have more uh, functional aptitude um, because you have a clear attitude to step in and identify your issues, your shortcomings, your challenges, and then to have solutions, you know, to those shortcomings and those challenges. Right. You know, so it all begins with the alignment of the breath. Mm. That's mm -hmm. where it starts. Yeah. We've, well, we've spoken Just about Just learning that how to breathe. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, as you inhale, you carry energy into your body. As your breath aligns itself with the internal mechanisms and systems that operate within your body, you bring your body into like harmonious accord. Mm -hmm. The more harmonious accord you have, the more in sync now you are with universal rhythm. See, the thing that people don't really get we live in a very compartmentalized reality because that's the nature of our culture. Mm -hmm. Our culture is a compartmentalized culture. When I say compartmentalized, I mean that it, it, it separates all of the different aspects and dynamics one from the other so that you really think that there's segmentation. Right. You don't, you don't really know that the body the human body works as one unit. Right. You don't understand that because you've got an uh, ophthalmologist. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you, you've got a pulmonary specialist to work with the lung. You know, you've got a hepatic or a liver specialist to work, you know, as an in, in, internalist, you know, with, with, with the liver and, and other organs in your body. You know, you have a podiatrist to go and see and work with your foot. Right. You know, the body is compartmentalized and everybody has an invested piece right. of you. Mm -hmm. And this is the overall design of our reality. What we don't understand and why our life is so difficult is because that is not the way of universal flow and order. Mm. Universal flow and order is about integration. The universe is the most integrated entity that we could ever possibly know or come to understand. Right. Now, when you act, work, and live as a compartmentalized entity, 
a compartmentalized being, human. Because the universe is fluid, because the universe is so integrated, the universe can't even recognize you. Mm. So when you stop and you say, well, life is hard, because I ask the universe for this. I ask the universe for that. But the universe doesn't hear me. No, you're right. Until you step into a place of holistic integration of self, you are not in universal flow. And until you are in universal flow, the universe does not acknowledge who and what you are. Mm. Yeah. Holistic so integrators of self. That are forthcoming to you from the universe are nowhere to be found. And it's impossible to uh, to bring yourself in, into balance because you're you're not vibrating on on that frequency whatsoever. Exactly. Yeah. So if there was if there was one thing, just one thing uh, that if a person could only do one thing, I would say um, to have the biggest uh, shift within their their life as far as health from a holistic perspective, what would you say that that one thing would would be? Really look at, uh, once again, um, embracing uh, and learning some really solid breathing techniques. Yeah. And get and get a good meditation. Right. Mm hmm. Find a good, solid meditation that you can do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. um, those two things are paramount. Right. The breath and just redesigning your consciousness in ways that you can't even imagine mm -hmm. through having a good solid meditation that you can do for just 20 minutes out of the day. Right. Yeah. So, so important. I mean, we um, we covered a lot of things here today. I mean, I, I just you've put so many uh, you know thoughts in my mind of questions that I that I want to ask, but um, you know, I don't want to take up too much of your time. As well as uh, uh, we're coming to a, a close as far as the show is concerned, but I definitely um, in the in the future would love to uh, have you back on and just kind of uh, talk about men's health a bit. Um, because, you know, we're having such a, a challenge um, getting getting the men and the brothers into that that awareness of what needs to be done. You know, with our even with our um, business, you know, I would say 80 percent of of our business is women. You know, it might might even mm -hmm. be higher. So it's just that awareness isn't there. But meanwhile, we look at the men and we see, um, you know, how serious it is with the health challenges that they're having so we would love to to bring you back on and um and talk about um men's health and you get your perspective on that as well as maybe uh diving into into the breath um a little bit more um and we, we appreciate your time here Definitely. today it was a, a powerful show and everyone out there, I definitely recommend going back and listening to this quite a few times to really absorb everything 
uh, that this master teacher is, uh, you know, giving you today. And um, Brother Wayne, as far as people uh, getting in contact with you um, and, you know, purchasing uh, your, your books and your retreats and other things that you have, your remote healing, being able to take advantage of that, where can they go? To, uh, to to reach you and to get these things? Um, they can go to my website. You know, uh, my website is uh, com. Okay. And uh, we'll, yeah. we'll put that in our, in our show notes as well. And, and uh, Brother Wayne, um, do you have any final thoughts or, or comments or anything like that that you would like to share uh, with our listeners, yeah, um, no, I, I would, I would say, I would, I would leave uh, the audience with, you know, come, come to an understanding, an understanding, really, you know, of of your internal power, you know, your personal power, and really, really um, get to a place, you know, where where you can begin to maximize you know, your own internal abilities so that you understand the, the powerful being that you really, really are and, 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 and what you are designed to do, how you are designed to be, you know. So don't let the days dictate your realities mm-hmm. because of the nature and the power of who and what you are it's your birthright to dictate your own reality and create that reality as you see fit. Mm-hmm. So before you step out into the world, a world that is compartmentalized, convoluted, you know, uh, immoral and degenerate, before you step out into that frequency, create your own frequency and you let the world by design know what it is that you want from it on that particular day that you step out into it. Right. So harmonize yourself and lay your intention. Intention is everything. Right. Mm-hmm. When we step out into the world without a directed, founded intention, then we step into the chaos and we become part of the chaos. When you step out into the world with intention about what it is you want to have happen for yourself, your person on that particular day, then you've created a direction and you've created a conduit that energy will move through to bring you the things that you need to have for yourself on those particular days that you intend. Yeah. That, uh, that that's powerful, everyone. I hope mm-hmm. you uh, play this back, listen to that again, and begin incorporating that. Um, that that's one of the things that uh, we try to um, encourage our, our clients to do is set their intention before they leave out into into the the chaos, as you will. You know, to set their intention. So I think that that is just just um, powerful words right there. We we appreciate that. Brother, we appreciate you for for um, you know, coming on our show and and sharing this this information and and your gifts. We 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 thank you a lot for that. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you. 
And uh, before we go, uh, just to remind everyone, all the information that we spoke about in today's episode, all of Wayne's contact information, information about his retreat and books uh, will all be listed on our show notes page. So just go to jkhealthtribe.com forward slash Wayne and you can get all of that information. And uh, again, thank you, Wayne. This was a powerful, powerful episode. And I, I hope it inspires people to move one step closer into the, reaching their full potential and beyond. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Peace and blessings, brother. Peace and blessings. So that is the conclusion of our episode with Wayne Chandler. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode and most importantly, you receive value from it. So before we go, just shoot over to jkhealthtribe.com and sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And uh, you'll also be kept abreast of anything that Jamal and I will be doing in the future. Okay, so until next time, live healthier. We hope you enjoyed your time with Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe. To keep you on your path towards a happy, healthier lifestyle, we encourage you to visit jkhealthtribe.com for a free copy of the eight effective ways to lose weight and keep it off, as well as more content to help you find your health balance. Thanks again, and we look forward to educating, empowering, and inspiring you to live healthier.